ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of shadow running on empty we have once again a full house as these wonderful people are with me here to talk about all things fun in the sixth world and that does include our dear friend tyler tyler how you doing this evening pretty good pretty good i ain't wise i ain't no fool so i'm here to talk about some ghouls eh? Eh? easy hello six out of ten hello you know what okay we're, we're gonna get there gang <laughs> one of these days we're gonna get there we're, speaking of getting somewhere where are we going giving away the topic already man we're taking another good old trip and this time we're heading on over to the african continent and we're going to talk about a little little known nation called azamando better known as the nation of the ghouls I don't know why you have to say it all menacing like that. Like ghouls are just people too. So, well, I, I'm sure we're definitely going to be talking about that as we progress, because there's some things going on in the, that uh, particular ghoul nation that may make you question: Are they actually people too? Oh, yes, yes, they are. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, let's start at the beginning. The nation of Azamando was founded back in 2030 when the very charismatic Thema Lula led a small group of HMHVV-infected metahumans into the Black Volta region. They settle the new area and they decide to name their country Azamando. Does it mean anything? I actually don't know if it has a meaning. Let me take a look really quick. Take a look. It's in a book. Azamando. Did I? I, Okay. While we're looking this up, (laughs) did I ever tell you guys about the Easter Island thing? No, what is the Easter Island thing? So, so one of my coworkers, I'm from the Pacific Islands, and he just genuinely forgot that I said I was from the Pacific Islands. So he genuinely said, "Yeah, you're from the Easter Islands, right?" And I was like, "Yep, sure am." I like to make sure to uh, throw a virgin into the volcano every day on my way to work, and when I'm chant or when I'm praying, I'm just like, "Whoa." That's the kind of jokes I have. In my oh, oh! So you're saying that you're the priest guy from the latest Dune movie? <laughs> you know, I can aspire for wow, wow, yeah. <laughs> I also really like Heilung. <laughs> Just doing a quick search uh, does not look like there is a specific meaning behind. I got word. you. Uh, so Azamando is uh, referenced in the Akan religion as the land of spirits and dwelling place of the ancestors. Uh, the Akan is a religion that is uh, prevalent in Africa. Oh, well, that would make sense then. Land of the spirits. Mm-hmm. Makes sense since they're HMHVV infected. So once Azamando is founded, Lalua becomes 
uh, the queen. And Lalua? Yes. Thema Lalua is the queen of Azamando. And she is the longest uninterrupted monarch to reign in Africa. Don't say. Who knew? And at this point, are they ghouls? Yeah. 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 2030. Okay. Okay. So they they just were like, hey, we're just going to take Africa? No, they took this little spot in Africa. Yes. Ah, I see. They just settled it. And they're like, ah, this is ours. Uh, the long-standing and generous immigration policy has quickly swelled the country's population. They are estimated to be over 500,000. The numbers. They got the ranks. Currently, Azamando is one of the most racially and ethic, ethnically diverse countries in Africa, especially since HMHVV affects metahumans of all types and in all nations. Unofficially, Azamando is considered the homeland for the infected. Is it like a place that if you're infected and you're like persecuted, you could go here? Yes, you could go to Azamando and you would not be persecuted. In the first few decades, armed conflicts were common on the borders with Azamando under assault by both the neighboring nations, independent raiders, and pirates. We are. To combat this, the queen responds by instituting a mandatory military service term for all residents. And that is a requirement that continues into the future. To prevent more bad stuff, I assume. Well, you have a standing army. Much like, helps. Much like what uh, Israel currently does. Yeah, every adult is required to join the military for a period of years. And they are trained to use non-lethal methods where possible. Which is interesting what, considering what their ghouls. What percentage of the population isn't ghouls? Or is it just like majoritively ghouls? It's majoritively ghouls, but they are open to, again, free spirits and shapeshifters. Okay. And there is a decent uh, population of shapeshifters. Uh, I think it's around maybe 5%. Mm -hmm. But it is predominantly the various types of the HMHVV infected. Gotcha. There is currently a demilitarized zone that exists between Azamando and its nearest neighbors, although there are no formal treaties or even peace efforts in place. <laughs> Due to the tensions between Azamando and its neighbors, overland travel to the nation is limited and generally not recommended. How bad could it be? Well, you could could get captured by, by ghouls. Pretty bad. Gotcha. So, uh... Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> the current political situation in Azamanda is considered stable. All political positions are granted by the queen. Currently, Azamando is not recognized by the United Nations, but is recognized by the corporate court. Why is that? 
<clears throat> that is because there are corporations that have entered into agreements with Azamando, uh, one of them being Sater Krupp. And it's because of some of the natural resources that are abundant in Azamando. And so they grant mining rights. Now, of course, Azamando mines it themselves with their labor forces uh, and then ship it out to different refineries, some run by mega corporations. So that's why they're recognized by the corporate court. But not the UN. Curses, UN. And there is a reason for that. And we will get to it. Oh. Uh, right now, there is one major city in Azamando. There were, when they first founded their country, there were not a lot of infrastructure. Larger towns were mostly uninhabited, and they had to build their country basically from the ground up. They begin construction on their major city. I'm going to butcher this name. Nam Kopan. Nayam Kopan. Yeah, Nayam Kopan. In 2039, the city becomes the nation's official capital in 2046. It is the primary urban center of the country, the rest of the country being very rural with smaller villages and military outposts near the borders. The capital city houses a large portion, oh, basically over half of the registered population of 250,000 citizens and has a distinctly awakened feel to it. The city is smaller compared to many other urban sprawls containing, containing a 20-block downtown core surrounded by planned housing communities with numerous parks and dedicated green spaces throughout. At the heart of the city is the Sun Palace, the Queen's home, and the seat of government. The six-story palace sits on a small hill by law, it is the highest structure in the city. Once the best view. Right? Technically the tallest building. Nominally, uh, Azamando owns all buildings and land within the city, leasing out properties to corporations and businesses. The city flows out in a in concentric circles from the Sun Palace with tree-lined and shaded boulevards. Notably, most streets are heavily shaded against the bright West African sun, and many of the larger corporate facilities have underground entrances that link to the public subway system. All of Azamando has full wireless matrix coverage, built by Sederkrupp and maintained by Horizon. Wireless service is provided by the government and is free to all citizens and visitors. Free internet, guys. Free internet. We did it. I'll go live with some ghouls for free internet. 
Uh, for residents who are unable to utilize the wireless system, such as the population of free spirits, multi-layer signage exits incorporating verbal cues with physical signs exist. So you can just sign at something? Uh, yeah. Well, remember, with the wireless matrix comes the augmented reality, and free mm. spirits can't necessarily see that because they have no way to have cyberware implanted in them. Right. D did we ever talk about, like, spirits and possession? Um, We briefly touched on it in the when we talked about magic. I just don't know if I brought this up. Like, the idea... What if there's like, do do spirits pay people to possess them so they could do stuff like experience VR? Is that a thing? Uh, I haven't heard tale of it actually being a thing. Most possessions are against people's wills. Ah. Yeah. You don't just kind of share your body. I, you know, I'm just, I was just curious if they have like, you know, uh, industries where they do um airbnb but it's your body <laughs> i mean it's something to look into I'll, I'll have to search around and see if there's any mention of uh renting your body out to free spirits mm, the more i say <laughs> it's not for anything weird guys sure I'm just curious and i just want to have out of body experiences maybe or in body experiences sir mm. what if i want to like possess somebody and then eat a pizza so i know what that's like I mean, I, I suppose you could do that if you wanted to experience what eating food is like. And I do. Don't, like, ghouls get, like, horribly violent if they eat normal food, though? Uh, they can't digest it. They can't digest it. Okay, that's what it no. is. I, I, I remember we, we, we had a conversation kind of about that with Karma when we were on the boat. Uh, yes, they will, they will throw it up because mm -hmm. they, they can't digest it. Mm -hmm. gotta be that sweet meat Word. gotta be that sweet sweet meta human meat meet mm. mm. a human yum we do not condone cannibalism with this podcast <laughs> oh can we start a side hustle in sinless where we become like a chop shop to provide bodies for ghouls and okay. call it meat humans I mean Ooh. there are there are chop shops and you know um street docks but guys around that do do that kind of thing so you know if you want to set it up yourself me to humans guys hear me out <laughs> hear me out hear we could do out, like guys. our logo could be like the boar's head logo but it's like a troll head instead uh wow uh i can't believe i'm actively considering this all right wow. that's all i wanted to hear hmm so, uh -huh. um, yeah. Uh, anyway, if, back to if, as a if, Listen, if we're already running the side hustle of Bear going out to get implants to sell on the black market, like, what are we gonna do with the rest of the body? You know, is all I'm trying to say. Wow. You know, we we feed your ghouls. We believe in recycling all materials. Well, right now you'd have to feed one specific ghoul that happens to be in, in your enclave. Yeah, Asgard's gone green. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. We got solar panels. Everything is recyclable. Meat grinders. <laughs> Even the bad we, guys. We have like annual or we have like weekly pi- meat pie nights. Um, Don't ask where we got the meat for the it's meat It's always pies. the Wednesday. Yeah, it's always like the Wednesday after a big run where there was a high body count. So <laughs> weird and unrelated. Why are Otto's pies always so red? <laughs> Because we put strawberry jam in them. Oh. Uh, anyway. Don't hate. Um, Azamando does have a primary airport, and that is the Nayam Kopan International Airport, located approximately 10 kilometers outside of city limits, and has the capacity to receive both suborbitals and supercarriers. And they need to be able to bring in the supercarriers because Azamando is a landlocked nation and the primary method of importing goods is by air. Public transportation consists of subway systems which link the suburbs to the downtown core, all of which is underground. The So if... if... Do they do like airdrops or do they have like an actual like airfield where they land and unload supplies and stuff? It's a full on serviceable international airport where they will land. Oh, that's cool. Everything. Oh, okay. I was kind of hoping that they just drop boxes into the, into that's the what I was thinking. and they're like, there you go, guys. Go find them. <laughs> they drop them in the wild. No, yeah. they, they don't just fly over and drop the <laughs> parachutes. They actually have a fully functioning international airport. Well, I guess that's convenient too. Whatever. Yes, that uh, functions. The, the capital is also home to the Thema Lua Lula Medical Center, a world-class medical and research facility that specializes in treating awakened patients. Ooh, like imagine getting a doctorate, and then you need a doctorate. You need a separate like degree to to. I mean, you're saying you have to be a certain kind of um doctor to operate on metas i was saying you need a certain kind of license depending on what you're practicing like if you're just doing regular medical practice or in surgery i mean that's all the same that we go through now the only difference would be is if you do healing spells that's a different that's a different like doctorate degree focus that you would need to go through for people that are capable of casting healing and regenerative magic. Azamando only has one university, and it is located in their capital city. Although they do offer wireless access throughout the country so that you can attend virtual classes. That's cool. The University of Azamando has a partnership with several universities and corporate research programs, allowing students to attend virtual classes across the globe. Uh, This is also a a cool little side note. In the capital, there is a place called the Rani Lalul Center for Cultural Arts which houses historical artifacts, national treasures, and has a multi-story interactive museum dedicated to mythology and the awakening. That sounds so dope. Right? Immersive mythology exhibits. Of course. 
like sorry of all the nightmarish things in Shadowrun, something about just you know, like a an AR kind of museum trip sounds so chill, right? It does. It sounds super relaxing, especially in a nation full of ghouls. Or I'm yeah. sorry, HMHVV infected. Not every one of them is a ghoul. Remember, we went through all of the different strains of the infected. So not only are there ghouls, but there's vampires and banshees and all the other ones. Of course, Azamando's nightlife is particularly vibrant, and the numerous outdoor parks come to life after dark, along with many clubs and restaurants. I'm trying to think of like what would be the big difference in a nightlife or a ghoul as opposed to just like a human. Well, you get to go outside and not have to worry about the sun. I mean that that's fair, but I'm just like, <laughs> is there a ghoul party drug, or is there like a you can only party like this if you're a ghoul kind of thing? I would imagine that there would be like spiked blood, oh, or spiked spiked um meta meat. <laughs> oh my god! You know, it's like oh man. Uh, I really want to get messed up tonight, so I'm I'm gonna drink this blood that's been spiked with LSD. Oh. I rubbed my I rubbed my bicep in angel dust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go talk to God. <laughs> uh, located... I, mean, I guess I, I I guess it would all be dependent on like how does the biology of a ghoul work, right? Yeah, is is ghoul brain functionality similar to enough to a a live person's to I would assume have the same. I would assume that it's similar enough to have the same reactions. So, you know, you got ghouls that are there drinking their drink or eating their food, and then just doing lines of coke off the bar. (laughs) I don't know. They don't see another further layer into infinity. Well, remember, most ghouls are blind mm. and they see in the astral. So uh, only when I, you're blind can you truly see. Well, I would imagine that uh more like uh magically psychedelic drugs would affect them harder. Like, oh man, I gotta smoke this deep weed. Deep weed. Magically psychedelic just sounds like a cool name. Yeah. Magical compounds, man. That sounds like a slogan for a cereal. (laughs) They're magically (laughs) psychedelic. Hey, kids, did you want to see rainbows? You want to be at the end of the rainbow? Why taste the rainbow when you can be the rainbow? That's right. Pull the pot of gold right out of yourselves. Oh, no. Oh, sorry to all the the leprechauns. All the leprechauns. We apologize. They're not listening to this podcast. They're too busy running from unicorns. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, I feel like we have a a a lot of really diverse views here, and I feel like they're pretty short-sighted. 
with the le- the leprechaun views were short sighted. Is that what you're saying? Shh. I see what is, he was doing there. Is that a short joke? Wow. Dude. I'm I'm wow. I'm rocking a solid six hey. out of ten tonight. You know what? You know what, Tyler? <laughs> Way to take the low hanging fruit. All right. Oh yeah, I'll take it. Someone's got to have it. Uh, yeah, especially since you know their arms don't reach that high up off the ground. That's rude. Oh. How dare you? <laughs> I dared. I blame e- it. Uh, easy, I was that, from e- easy. Easy. Was that a short joke? That was a. That was definitely a short joke. Yes. Nice. Eight Thank out of you. ten. Eight out what? of ah. Oh. <laughs> oh man. We're keeping score. Um, located in the heart of Asmando's mining country, the Abo Denbo is a small industrial town with a permanent population of approximately 25,000. The city is the industrial center for Azamandio and situated on a flat plain, the city consists of large manufacturing facilities, refineries, and tract housing. Strict environmental policies coupled with a high amount of applied magics keeps pollution down and air quality high how about not that? A, it's not a bad perspective to have right using applied magics abodenbo is also home to the azamando gem cutters guild which happens to produce some of the finest diamonds and gems sold worldwide. Mm. So there you go. The ghouls own De Beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the good thing is, you know, that if they're coming from ghouls, that they're not blood diamonds. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> nine out of 10, nine out of 10. Ooh, look at, look that. at this guy. Tyler, we like to give you something to aspire to. <laughs> oh yeah. Reach for the stars. Again uh, with the short jokes, this guy. Jesus. What? L- look. Oh man. He didn't he didn't go to Jared's. He went to Ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I would love to see a commercial for like like a like a diamond commercial. Like a like a Zales commercial. And it's just like but it's ghouls in the background. It's all ghouls wearing like really ornate jewelry and clothing. Like Va- vampires showing off their diamond rings <laughs> in a mirror, and it's just the ring. It's just the ring. <laughs> you know what? That was a six point five, Tyler. That was a six point five. He's moving. He's moving up. Moving on up. That was a pretty good. Not because I'm short. Um, one of the special locations that is located within this country is called Bemboy. It is a small village on the Black Volta, which is a river. And it is a community of shapeshifters centered on a half dozen mineral springs that feed into the Black Volta. These springs are said to have appeared in 2012, which, if you're keeping track at home, is the beginning of the awakening, and are considered by the locals to have healing and therapeutic properties. In 2038, the Azamando military forces took control of the area 
And shortly afterward, the queen established the Bemboy Mineral Springs as a national heritage site and stationed a permanent garrison outside the village. There is also a small resort that is operated around the largest spring. But there are others that are accessible only by permit. Are you ready for this? From the Ministry of Magic. Oh, that's right. Azamando has a Ministry of Magic. He's back. We don't say his name. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is where you have a ghoul come uh, running out, just going, (laughs) okay, unrelated, but related. We have a new coworker named Cedric. And someone was like, if if he comes in and we don't go, my boy, that's my son. Oh, my gosh. And then scream dramatically and, you uh-huh. know, waste did, opportunity. Did, did you do that? Uh, he's remote currently. At the time of this oh, so as soon as he him. comes in, as soon as he comes we'll in. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So now that we've talked a little bit about the country itself, maybe you'd like to hear about uh, the societies that have cropped up from this ghoul nation. There are a few. You have the 162s. The 160 code? No, the the 162s are an all-ghoul gang. They happen to find out how to make money by selling uh, by selling pieces of their victims oh. to a organization called Tamanois. And they have now come into better hardware as the gang has been used by unknown sponsors mm. as a dumping ground for hot weapons and bodies. You got some bodies that need to be disappeared? Give them to the 162s. Where's the name come from? The 162s? Yeah. Let me see if I can find that out. Give me just a moment. Um, According to Wikipedia, 162 is the Telephone numbers in Azerbaijan. Ah, uh, that that's not what it's connected to. Mm. So the one six twos uh have been a sub Seattle-based gang. The gang was named after a ghoul protection legislation called Special Order 162. That legislation was quickly rescinded. Ah, okay. I was like, wow, that sounds like a really wholesome like backstory. Nope, okay. Uh, you'll be happy to know that the gang is a ghoul-only gang that happens to operate in the Redmond Barrens under the blood red and brown colors. Hey, okay. They, uh, is there an electoral process to be leader of the gang? Because I, I think they have a prospective member. <laughs> if you're a ghoul, you can join. That's, that's the rule. Oh, that, oh, that's it. That's it. Uh, They do happen to prowl the barons looking for victims. Healthy victims become, quote, volunteer donors. And the rest are dinner. Uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. The rest are dinner? The rest are dinner. The healthy ones, they 
become volunteer donors. Was that like blood or organ? Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna miss a little a little leg meat. Yeah, right. You got two of them. Don't be greedy. <laughs> the one six twos are now active in the city of Chicago, where they happen to be affiliated with the Ghoul Liberation League. Who are the Ghoul Liberation League? I'm glad you asked that. The GLL has become a polarizing force. The infected have lost a great deal of public support in North America, making the GLL the face of those who work toward integration. Like they're a, a front-facing party? Yes, they're a forward-facing party that are working for ghoul rights. Their ranks swell with ghouls and other infected who work tirelessly to improve their image. The GLL is scrambling to try to make contacts and connections with corpse, the media, and any other alliance they can get. They are more than willing to work with Shadowrunners, brokering jobs for corporations, and paying in favors. Most valued of currency. The best form of currency. Yeah. It's a pretty good currency. I mean, it could be nice to have a vampire or a ghoul that owes you a favor. Then we come to another group that is um, a little a little worse. A little worse. They're called Fear the Dark. That's their name? That is their name, is Fear the Dark. It's the name the media has given a terrorist organization of infected. This group is primarily made up of vampires and banshees. But the, they don't restrict themselves to just vampires and banshees. Their trademark is high-profile attacks with high death counts, often utilizing their special abilities to subvert security and show off their victims' helplessness. Oh my god. <laughs> they always take the time to sign their crimes with some sort of warning to fear the dark. In 2074... It seemed as though they had been disrupted as attacks had decreased for a short amount of time. Unfortunately, other groups or cells have arisen since, pursuing their patented technique to spread terror and chaos across the world. So they don't have like a overarching objective. They just really nope. they, they suck. Ha 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 ha. Literally. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Back to six out of ten. I didn't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's um, another group that is sort of like the GLL. It's called Infected Anonymous. (laughs) I'm a name's Fred, and I'm infected. (laughs) Hi, Fred. Started as nothing more than a loose coalition of infected acting as a support group. While the organization remains intact in various circles can communicate, each has taken on a life of its own. Some have become initiate circles, while others have become hunting packs. Not all are benevolent, but those circles that deviate too far from the ideals of integration and self-control that IA was based on are 
revealed to the authorities. Interesting checks and balances system there. It is interesting how the infected kind of check and balance themselves. I mean, I feel like they kind of got to. Or else they would would forever just be viewed as these monsters of, of the dark. Yeah. So then we come to my favorite organization that exists in uh in the ghoul the ghoul world. And that is Tominos. Tominos is isn't a universal thing. Much like any criminal criminal syndicate, it services utility and its services, utility, and legality waxes and wanes between territories. In the Yukos, it is a boogeyman ever-present in every black clinic and back alley, creating a quiet link between independent medicine, organ-legging, and cannibal-infected. But in Atslan... They are often able to secure plentiful resources without resorting to body snatching. And this is this is a particular group? Yes. But they have like the same name but like different. It's like a franchise. Uh it, some people view it as a criminal organization. Uh others view it as um an experimental medical group? <laughs> New age medical group. Yeah, yeah. Alternative medicine, if you will. Right. In Atslan, Azamando, and the handful of other nations that have legal citizenship for the infected, Taminos becomes a legitimate enterprise and competitor with other services that cater to the specialized needs of the infected. And at this point, that's like that sounds more front facing. Uh, yes. So where they have more legal rights, they are more forward facing. They don't have to operate mm, in weird. the shadows. Right. It's like society, you know, treats them this way. It's like if you have rights, you have power or something. <laughs> so Tamanos works like a specialized body bank chain. Paying for bodies, donations, and offering to purchase qualifying medical waste, all of which is then rendered into consumable forms for the infected. So they take bodies and then turn the bodies into medicine? Or food for the infected. Or food. Yes. In Azamando, Temenos operates in the open. And proudly. Hmm. For many in that nation, this organization not only kept them fed, but smuggled them to safety. Good guy, Tominos. For the infected who are still ashamed of the harm their diet causes others, Tominos supplies the cast-off meat from black clinics and necroplex fronts. What is the necroplex? Um kind of like uh kind of like a morgue. Oh, okay. It's just oh, a that's cooler just name they... for it. Yeah. Yes, it's just a much cooler name for it. All right, fair. 
I just imagine it's like a morgue, but with like dance music. Mm-hmm. So this is where you kind of have to question their methods a little bit. What I'm about to tell you. What no one pays attention to is their large R&D division. Tanamus is less dependent on its kidnapping business than most people would like to think, largely because of their body farms. Big hidden facilities that grow metahuman nulls by the hundreds. They have a stock of genetic material they utilize to create as many omega donors as possible for harvest and transplant. Did you say nulls? Yes. Metahuman nulls, which basically means they clone these people and they never are woken up from comas. But they just get harvested. They clone them into comas and harvest them. Well, at least we know clone technology works. Yeesh. And now we head into one of their pet projects called Project Garden. Garden of meat. You're not far off. For decades, Tamanos used their unwilling donors to supply parts. But they don't just dice them up and freeze the pieces. They have to keep them as fresh as possible. Fresh meat for ghouls. Which means they have to cut them up as parts as needed. So they put these donors on life support. Oh my god. Keep them in a comatose state. Project Garden involves using regenerative procedures such as magic, surgery, or cheap gene tech to keep growing organs in the donor. Ugh. Patients, in quotation marks, are kept alive longer to supply more and more parts. Oh, and it's still fresh because it's being replaced. Yep. Through gene therapy or regenerative magic. There's like a whole like quandary to be had about that. Like if if it would ever be ethical to do this for renewable food. For ghouls, is it? That's a good question. Hmm. Is My it take, ethical? Like the way I would think about it is like they'd have to have people who are, are donating. But wow. even then, you know, there's only donating. so much you can do. Well, how do you quantify that in donating? Because Whoa. some of these people are clones. Well, I'm and saying like they, they have to get have no, for it. They have no life. They're cloned and they're kept in a comatose state the entire time. Okay, hear me they out. never wake up. Now I'm trying to, now, follow my, follow what I'm saying as I'm talking about ethical cannibalism. Okay, uh, uh-huh. so you have <laughs> someone. This is what I was ready for. So you have someone who like, say they, you know, it's like an organ donor list, except they're like, I want to be a clone donor list, a cloner list. 
and then you they die their bodies harvested but because that person consented they clone that person harvest them and basically the, this creature spends its entire rest of eternity being through the yeah yeah but, but does the clone have any memory of giving that consent is exactly. this it's 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 uh what's it's, the it's theseus a ship man like it's one yeah <laughs> well if you make a clone of a person who said yeah i'm down to give my body to ghouls but then does the clone have memory of doing that or does the clone just exist to be me now in in my in the hypothetical here by signing the form uh there's an unspoken agreement that we're just never going to think about it past that <laughs> because of the social quandary that will so happen. your ethical workaround is in it of itself unethical free to main free all right cool i just want to make sure meat I mean, you're spinning it that way. Well, but... here, here, this next part. I'm spinning it that way? I'm presenting what would be the most logical question to be brought up against what you said. <laughs> I'm not spinning it anyway. I'm I'm presenting another, the, the next logical step of what you've, <laughs> of what you've put out. At what point is a clone a person? Is the real question. Hmm. Now we're getting into a very ethical discussion. Like this, that's basically getting to the whole when does life begin? And everybody has their own kind of take on this. But, you know, to make your ethical dilemma even more complicated, here's the next part. You think Project Garden, just from that with the cloning, is bad. Well, there's a subset to Project Garden called Seed Operation. Seed operation is where they breed new donors in comatose hosts, usually sliced up so they only have what they need to carry the new life to term. Rows and rows of chairs with maimed pregnant women. It's cheaper than artificial wombs, and the pregnancy produces biochemical elements that have uses as well once they're harvested. There's your next level of ethical dilemma. So I see that Hideo Kojima was a fan, is a fan of Shadowrun. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. That's the part that threw me for a loop. Like, all right. I can kind of see the cloning and keeping them in perpetual comatose state to harvest your organs and meet what you need for your food source for your population. But using unconscious hosts to gestate new life to repeat the entire cycle because it's cheaper than cloning our artificial wombs while you're still slicing them up. Hey man, ghouls gotta eat. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where uh yeah, I really have to question them. Like, are they still monsters with what you're doing? You do have to keep your population I mean, under a, control. 
until somebody manages to resolve the request in Dunkelzan's will to come up with the with a sweet meat substitute <laughs> with the synthetic meat. I think that's uh, kind of like you know. Guys gotta eat, man. Guys gotta eat. Hey, and at least they're you know they're using every part of the buffalo, so they really, really are. So at least there's that as well. You know, there's no nothing waste attached to this. Nothing goes to waste at all. I feel like if you if you go here though, like I feel like the standards of an impossible burger are different in the ghoul nation than they are in the rest of the world. Uh it's kind of it's kind of weird that you mentioned that. There's um, oh there's a short story that was written where um uh, a journalist gets uh special compensation to be able to enter the nation of Azamando under escort by a vampire. Mm-hmm. And uh She's doing supposed to be doing interviews with some of the um political royalty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, she's waiting, she's waiting to do that. And one of the things that they do is they go to a nightclub mm-hmm. and uh the reporter mentions that being in the nightclub really makes them feel like what the lobster in the tank must experience. <laughs> That's pretty solid. Like all eyes are on you and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh one of the things that is said in uh in Azamando is if you do go around and you are not an infected mm-hmm. you better be going around with an escort that is or else you might disappear (laughs) you know if you're going to the ghoul nation you gotta know what to expect i guess uh definitely it's like walking into a tiger's pen like a tiger walking into a tiger's pen and then being surprised that you've been mauled like (laughs) you are the meat (laughs) yeah right oh man um is the also is is the queen of Azamando is she also a ghoul? Yes, she's okay. uh she's a vampire. Oh, she's a vampire. Okay. Yeah, she's very old. Well, they often tend to be. <laughs> they do often tend to be. Uh in 2061, there are rich deposits of auric alchem that are found within the nation of Azamando. Oh, I'm sure that that made it popular. Oh, uh, Satercrop is pretty close by, so you you know good old Loftware and him wanting his his magic stuff, <laughs> and they're already popular for the diamond business and and gems and other natural resources that they have. So this mm-hmm. just goes on to add more wealth to to the nation. Mm-hmm. In January of twenty sixty eight, the Azamando soccer team was gunned down while attempting to participate in the African Cup of Nations. The queen refused to prosecute the perpetrators, but somehow they all wound up dead anyway. Currently infected are still banned from playing in organized sports in Africa, despite the fact 
that second and third generation infected aren't contagious. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Still interesting how that uh, it just kind of disappeared. Hmm. I'm sure nothing bad happened. Oh, of course not. No, no, no. No. So one of the reasons that we mentioned earlier where the UN does not recognize Asmandio as a nation mm-hmm. is they sent inspectors to the country unannounced as a How surprise inspection. Back? Well, <laughs> hmm. uh, this happens in, I believe, 2075. Um, Azamendo had a chance to finally achieve its long-held ambition of recognition by the United Nations. The UN had been dispatching investigators into the country to see if the primarily infected population had made any significant advances in their humanitarian efforts. Unfortunately, the inspectors had been collecting data comparing the import population of extra national prisoners and the enormous sizes of Azamandio's prisons locally known as storehouses it's a solid name uh and inspect- I like to imagine I like to imagine that in the prisons like instead of having like the normal like caution like signs that you would see in a prison it's uh-huh. all like signs that they've taken from like butcher factory (laughs) like like meat processing plants oh yeah probably (laughs) um an inspection team decided to make an unannounced inspection and unfortunately what they found had lasting repercussions Mm. now at this time Azamandio is known for buying the dead from other countries yeah that makes sense I would imagine that that's probably a major export or a major import for them. Right. But also, I mean, doesn't, wouldn't that like just be like a benefit? What? Because it is it, to, to be able to just export dead bodies out of your country. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry as much about like infrastructure mm-hmm. spacing for cemeteries and stuff like that. They, they were also buying slaves. Well, that's not great. (laughs) That's never good. Mm, Yeah. Uh, When the pieces finally fall into place, the inspectors discovered the enormous and more importantly, living population of the massive prison complexes. Yeah. The prison complexes really were storehouses in the sense they were also like breeding centers. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's probably not great. That's not a great look. No. Uh, Inspired by the presence of the inspectors, the prisoners rioted. (laughs) Well, you know, that's... Who knew? That's the the time to do it, I would say. (laughs) Um, And the prison wardens decided to uh, retaliate to quell this attempted rebellion and um they did it in a way that nobody was was expecting Mm. the prison wardens who are all you know 
sent the sentient infected. Mm-hmm. They decided to release the thousands of feral ghouls that had been kept isolated in other branches of the storehouses. Oh my god. I mean, I guess if you want to quell a rebellion, if you want to quell an uprising. Yeah. The prisoners that's one way to do it. <laughs> the prisoners were contained. Uh unfortunately, the inspectors were slaughtered in in the release of all the ferals. The UN inspectors are slaughtered. Jesus. And the cover-up failed miserably. I mean, haven't we established at this point that the UN's kind of like pretty much worthless in the sixth world anyway? Like, doesn't the uh, a really little bit, but really they still yeah. they still they can still grant nation status. Okay, so they're 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 still necessary. <laughs> uh, a little bit. I mean, the corporate court still kind of runs everything. Yeah, but and the un- UN unless is still there, uh, un- unless they wanted to somehow try to create themselves into being a corporate entity like you know being a recognized country is probably pretty important well yeah because then yeah. you get you get everything that comes with that you know yeah. uh the fallout of this horrible debacle proves even mm, worse. misunderstanding let's let's call it what it was okay. misunderstanding this misunderstanding unfortunate being... misunderstanding <laughs> It ends up being even worse for Azamandio. As the stress proves too much for their founding queen, and she dies of a massive heart attack. The vampire? Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't know vampires could die of a heart attack. Who knew, right? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, that's... that. That's the most shocking development this entire episode so far is the fact that a vampire could just die from a heart attack. So she dies from a massive heart attack. I mean, I guess I don't think I've ever seen like an overweight, like an obese vampire. So I guess it's never really. It's never come up, right? It's never come up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So this leaves her daughter, the queen's daughter, to ascend the throne, Ronnie. Uh Uh Ronnie ascends the throne. And in order to do this, one of the things that she does is she consumes her mother's heart to symbolically gain her strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yep, that's how that works. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I I've seen I've seen some shows. Yeah. Are, are they I was gonna say, are they taking a page out of S Technologies book here? Or, uh, like... <laughs> right. Blood for the blood god blood and all that fun the... stuff. Mm, yeah, kinda. Yeah, okay. Uh so she I, now I also like how it's not like part of the like it, it wasn't a necessity. She just decided to do it. Like she's Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, you know what? I am gonna eat the heart. <laughs> <laughs> what better got... way what better way take... to show that I'm in charge than Yeah, take take it off the warming tray. I am gonna I'm gonna dig into that bad boy. <laughs> Uh, so she is now the reigning queen, Queen Rani, and that's okay. in 2075. Oh, okay. So, so current, we, we currently we have, she is the reigning queen. We haven't gotten to the mis to the mis to the unfortunate misunderstanding in our timeline yet for sinless. No. Okay. It, it happens in 2075. So gotcha. It's got quite some time. So yeah, uh, the problem that Asamandio is facing 
as time goes on mm-hmm. is they have the growing population of the HMHVV infected, mm-hmm. but their food supplies are not keeping up. I mean, it sounds like they need a couple more gardens. <laughs> right. Well, even, <laughs> even with that, like it's just not keeping up with the demand. And unfortunately, this is driving uh, some of the infected to feed on their own, to cannibalize other infected. And huh. nobody knows what the long-term ramifications of that could be. I mean, probably nothing positive. No, and it's getting harder and harder as time goes on for the infected to resist that that urge, that thirst that drives them. And with a diminishing food supply, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, that's not that's that's not super great. Exactly. And then where do you go? Um, I mean, is that where extra territoriality extra territoriality comes in? And uh you know I I, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Eat eat and spread? Yeah, is that, is that... <laughs> yeah, the population of Azamandio has doubled in just six years. Oh. As infected of all strains and types flock to the young nation to stake their claim and find some measure of safety in the wake of popular opinion turning against them. Yeah. I mean, you have the Ghoul Liberation League trying to be that public-facing to to get positive relations out to the rest of the world and everything, but unfortunately, you have those dark stains of the UN inspection massacre Mm -hmm. uh, that don't bode well for for the country. (laughs) And then, you know, you have the connection to a terrorist organization. Uh, They're not necessarily in the fledgling nation, but people connect it to them just because that particular terrorist organization is full of infected. The fear, fear, the fear, fear, the dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were they called fear the dark? Are they just called the, was it just called the dark? Nope. It's fear the dark. Fear the dark. Okay. Yep. F T D. F F T D. So you got that terrorist organization. Then you have Temenos, which is considered a criminal organization in some parts of the world, and then a medical phenomenon in others. Mm-hmm. Because you have to think, uh, despite their their garden protocol and their uh, body banks that they build, they still make impressive progress in the realm of like gene therapy and probably bioware. Mm. Just some things to think about for the ghouls. Does that kind of change your mind at all about ghouls and the, the way that they operate? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like it's 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 the it's the situation of like the ghouls are having to figure out how to do what they gotta do because nobody else seems to care enough. And it's like, is there some terrible ramifications to that? Yeah, 
yeah but you know if one of the megacorps decided to invest like any amount of of resources into making synthetic meat that's applicable for ghouls i bet you that they could bust that shit out in a weekend well i i know that that particular ghoul organization the the temenos are working on it mm-hmm. to try to make synthetic meat mm-hmm. uh and it's been noted that every time they make any kind of forward progress mm-hmm. it just unlocks two or three new questions of mm. well now how does this work and how does this work gotcha so it's one step forward so, two step backs every time they make a breakthrough yeah that's see, why it's if i'm if a still mega a thing. Cor- if they had megacorp resources ah well i don't know that ah? used to say that they don't already from satercrop who happens to have vested interest in the country that's fair because that's who helped build some of their infrastructure and both Seder Krupp and Horizon uh, help maintain the infrastructure and the, the wireless matrix service. Hmm. So who's to say they don't have corporate backing to be able to try to figure that out. That's that is fair. That's very fair. Yeah. But you know, uh, I still, uh, I still sparkles. Okay. So yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Tyler, any any opinion on on ghouls? Um, the parallels with certain people or groups of people in the real world is pretty evident. Mm. Um, I, almost bordering on heavy handed, but yeah. That being said, I like that they don't paint ghouls in strictly a they're the victims or they're the monsters kind of mentality right really interesting from a narrative like philosophical standpoint which i love seeing in in fiction uh oh uh on their food supply i almost forgot uh i thought this was interesting as well you know how originally it was publicly known that they were importing corpses from all the various nearby wars that are going on in that area. And part of it was to help was to actually help and prevent Sheetum infestations. Oh, solid. That is one of the reasons why some of the, these various areas nearby are selling their dead so that they don't have to mess with Sheetum infestations. I, I mean, that's smart. Yeah. Especially since, you know, you're so close. They are pretty close to, what, the Middle East where uh, they have that um, uh, Sheetum problem right now. (laughs) It's only a problem if they know about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Oh, so that, that UN being aware of buying the dead but unaware of the reason they had live people is the secret agreement with corporations in which they were sending their condemned prisoners. Ooh. So the corporations were sending condemned prisoners to the ghoul nation to have their sentences carried out. I mean, again, that just sounds like a means to an end to me. If they're going to kill the people anyway, 
might as well feed like a family of four while you're at it, you know? <laughs> I don't see it. What is this here? You're as a fat tail happy meal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. I wanna see like a like a <laughs> I wanna see like a uh like an organic grocery store commercial, but for Azamandia, <laughs> all of our product is imported only of the finest quality. <laughs> Do you think they promote Whole Foods? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I think it is probably still Whole Foods, but uh, the whole is a different context. Uh, the situation. Oh, mm. Uh, I and they do uh, to confirm, um, the ghoul nation does recognize free spirits and shapeshifters as sentient creatures with full rights. Oh, interesting. So they do mirror uh, Atslan in that regard for, for free spirits. So if you were to try to banish a spirit in Azamandio, you would be committing murder. Ooh, huh. T- Tyler, I have a question for you. T- Tyler, yes. What what's what's a ghoul's favorite party favor? What? Finger foods. Uh huh. That's it. Okay. Nope. nope sorry. Nope. <laughs> gotta 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 score you low on that one. That's fair. You know I you know I wasn't reaching too high for that one. I just uh, I just uh, that one was for me. Was okay, for me, really. that's that's fair enough. Fair enough. Well, do you guys have anything else that you would like to add to ghouls or the ghoul nation? Oh. Your friends prevent the plague. Yeah, exactly. Your part. Do your part. Do your part. Prevent the Sheetum plague. Eat your neighbors. Eat your neighbors. They're going soon anyway, you know? Oh, jeez. Ugh. Well, what are what are what are your feelings on on the ghouls? Easy. I don't know if we've ever touched on that. I have mixed feelings on them. Uh huh. Like I, I get that it's uh you know it's a terrible plight that some of these people have been forced into and it's uh-huh. been forced upon them. They didn't choose the the to live like this, and then they're they're persecuted and and demonized for it all because they now have this un almost uncontrollable driving hunger behind them you know that forces them to do something that they don't want to like mm-hmm. you're forced to eat meta human flesh to stay alive and i mean some of them can't cope mm. so i do feel sorry for some of the ghouls, but I, I 100% believe that there are others out there that exploit it, you know? Well, wherever there are people, uh, you know, underprivileged, there are always people to exploit it. That's true. Uh, in one such area, I, now you've made me think of this, in the, <laughs> of course it would be, in the Starlet area, of good old Hollywood in California Free State, there are some infected that are glamorized 
and sought out to be these dark figures of the night, like the traditional attractive vampire stereotype, you know? These individuals, as long as they have the look, Mm -hmm. can make a very lucrative life for themselves playing that specific part in, you know, SimSense movies and things like that. Mm -hmm. And of course, that that gets the whole groupie following in the area and, you know, some of these even uh, cults that might rise up to almost worship the figure. Mm. so i don't i don't condone that i i think that's just exploiting yourself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but it makes them money and they have enough sycophants that follow them around that they can keep themselves fed literally yeah so i don't know i've never been a big uh vampire person myself anyway mm-hmm uh, I I am firmly in the werewolf camp. Hell yeah, that's right. Shape shifting under the moon. Werewolves just aren't sexy, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's the hair. That's what it is. It's <laughs> it's all the hair. They can't get over the hair. <laughs> Vampires are just pale and porcelain. Ooh, ooh, wow, yeah. Look I mean, at, we look at listen, me. Mm, listen, I have we cheekbones. Listen, we've got Brad Pitt. You've got what, like Taylor Lautner? Come on. <laughs> hey, we also have Hugh Jackman. We do have Hugh Jackman. When was he a werewolf? Ben Helsing. Is he a werewolf in that? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh man, I yes. need to rewatch Van Helsing. What? Dude, I, I may or may not have been doing werewolf-related research for something unrelated. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, what are some of the coolest? Were- oh. I forgot he turns into a werewolf in that movie. He does. He does. Boy, howdy. We didn't know how good we had it. Mm-hmm. Man, that movie is objectively bad, though. <laughs> but it's so good. It's, it's such so a bad, bad, good movie. But it's so good. I don't have a lot of those nowadays, man. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, vampire-esque related question. Who is your favorite? Who's been your favorite portrayal of Van Helsing? in the uh the vampire world movies i feel like i've only seen the one personally unless we think of like reinterpretations in media uh i gotta go with sir anthony hopkins in bram stoker's dracula oh wow yeah well, that's okay. like okay that's a solid one and uh-huh. i'll give you that okay okay I gotta cast my lot in for Peter Cushing, man. The Hammer oh, films, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because not only do you get Peter Cushing, Van Helsing, but mm-hmm. you get Christopher Lee Dracula. So, oh, that's true. That's you true. know. Although I will say, I will uh-huh. say, Christopher uh-huh. Lee Dracula is a uh-huh. is a great Dracula. He's he's up there, man. He's pretty top tier. But um, Gary Oldman, man. Gary Oldman's just. He's just aces across the board. He is something else, okay? He is a chameleon that plays anything. He's he's a force is what he is. Uh, So, yes. uh, For him to play old Dracula in Mm -hmm. Bram Stoker and then young, like, younger Dracula as well. Mm -hmm. Just, oh, 
clap, 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 clap. So good. I will also have to have honorable mention for Vampire. Uh, I I actually thought that in Interview with the Vampire, uh, mm-hmm. Tom Tom Cruise's um, Lestat. Lestat. It's Lestat. the best part of the movie. Come on, he, <laughs> he actually does really really well. Yeah. Listen, you watch Interview with the Vampire for Lestat, you stay for the rest of the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, one thousand percent, he's the best I, part of that movie. I was super disappointed uh, in the Queen of the Dam movie. Hmm. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. It's not it, I mean, it's still in that variety same... of reasons. Yes, for a variety of reasons. It's still supposed to be in that same interview with the vampire universe because it's yeah. supposed to be the start again. It's the the third yeah, of, the, in the series. of the trilogy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would love to have seen that remade and bring Tom Cruise back for the start. Yeah. Honestly, I, I would love if if we could have gotten Tom Cruise in an actual movie for the vampire Lestat, yes. which is just all about him, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, I would be, that, I'd be down that, for that. That would too. be my wanted. Also, I mean, Tom Cruise, dude, doesn't age. You know, he's got he's clear. That man's clear. He's got no thetans weighing down his face. So. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. He's uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So I I think he could still uh, pull off Lestat if uh, you know. if he wanted to. If the stars align, <laughs> <laughs> the stars align. Uh, but that's something for our our viewers as well. Let us know your favorite vampire and or uh, werewolf movies. What was what was Tyler's favorite vampire? Did we get it? Did we My favorite vampire? Yeah, yeah, your favorite vampire. Um, I, I I think me and Easy are both firmly in the Lestat camp. Follow well, or yeah. the Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, Bram Stokers is also really good, yeah. Hmm. I can't say I have one off the top. I've not been much into Camp Vampire. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm. Honorable mention as well for me. Mm -hmm. Kate Beckinsale for the Underworld movies. (laughs) <laughs> well that is... oh, i love the wait, underworld okay. movies all right all right i, I, I love <laughs> the underworld movies man they feel hang they, on, they, hang on. Tyler they fall wishes perfectly to, tyler to wishes change to my answer. change his answer uh-huh. go ahead go ahead okay i just just bill nye in general uh, okay. as the leader of okay. the covenant i've been saying <laughs> the covenant that way for over a decade because uh, of that performance that's excellent that's... That's very fair. That That's is very never fair. A bad choice. Bill Nye is never a bad choice for anything. He is a great bad guy. Uh, He's a great everything. <laughs> I, I love that man in everything. Uh, so we've done, uh, we just did uh, our vampire movies. So our werewolf movies. Mm. What's your go-to werewolf movie? Uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh. With, a, with a bullet. I love mm. that movie. I love yes. that movie. Yes. And it has it still has to this day the best transformation sequence for a werewolf in any movie that has ever been made. Uh, Tyler, your your uh werewolf movie of choice. Um oh man. I it's it's really hard to say my scope is very limited, to be honest. Um, it's okay, you can say Twilight New Moon, none of us are gonna judge you. That's fine. I I absolutely nope. I absolutely will because those are not werewolves, those are shapeshifters. Uh, There's okay. a difference. Okay, There's fair. A difference. Okay, fair. 
I will split those hairs and I will die on this hill. That's fair. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh man. What's what's your what's your werewolf easy? I I agree with you. The uh, oh American werewolf. werewolf. Okay. Yeah, American werewolf. It's so good, man. It is so good. good. Tyler, we're just gonna have to have a, a watch party at some point and go through some of these fantastic classics. Hell yeah! You know, I uh, I was just now remembering. Did you watch that um, terrible uh, Dracula Untold movie? Oh, the I like did. origin one that they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, I, I have not. No. I was pretty excited for it. Not gonna I, lie. I was pretty excited for it. I was kind of eh after I saw it. It's super okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but that being said, I will say that the guy who plays that, the vampire that he meets that turns him in the cave, who also happens to play uh-huh. Tywin Lannister. I was yeah. going to say, I, I, yeah. I just looked up the cast of this movie. I'm going to assume that you're talking about Charles Dance. Which, yes, I would, hell love, yes, sir. I would love to have a, a, a full-on vampire movie just centered around him. And oh. just go. Like, I think that would be super cool. Dude, give me, give me like a What We Do in the Shadows style movie. That's, oh, my God. That's, that's Charles Dance, Bill Nye, and Gary Oldman as old vampires. <laughs> That sounds this is, awesome. This, this is what I want now. <laughs> this is what I want. Oh, <laughs> uh, who do we get to this pitch meeting? <laughs> yeah, who do, what's what's Tyka up to right now? Is he doing Thor five? Like, what's, what's the word? <laughs> Guys, let us know what you think. Uh, your let us know what your favorite werewolf and vampire movies are, and let us know what you think about the nation of Azamandio and are the ghouls up to no good. Or are they just trying to survive in a world that kind of persecutes them? These are important questions. Thriving and surviving. That is right. Now, if they wanted to get that information to us easy, what would be the best way for them to do so? Hey, you know what? I'm glad you asked because I have that answer. The best way to get us this information is going to be for you to go ahead and come on over to join our Patreon. Head on over to Patreon dot com slash critical underscore hits and for just five new yen a month you will be able to submit your questions to us where we will answer them in a segment that we have dubbed worm talk that is going to be exclusively for our patrons so we'll get to answer all of your shadow run questions everything that you want to know about the sixth world that we haven't talked about yet or have talked about and you want to know more that's where you'll be able to to get to us otherwise if you haven't joined our discord come on on over join the discord you'll be able to interact with us we've got our shadow running on empty board we've got our sinless board you can talk to the cast of the sinless show as well talk to your favorite character ask them how they're doing all this great stuff also if you become a patron you'll also be shouted out at the end of each of our sinless episodes and sinless season two you guys it's it's coming it's on the way these are just a few of the great perks that you will get by being one of our patrons well guys do you have anything else that you would like to add uh ghouls did nothing wrong (laughs) 
body banks and uh live populations breeding in prisons they, yeah not, doing nothing wrong yeah absolutely totally totally 100 percent fine listen it's hard out here right you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> it's, it's hard out in them ghoul streets in this economy <laughs> she can't afford not to oh my gosh well as always i want to thank you guys for hanging out with us this long i hope you've enjoyed the information that we have provided you this evening about ghouls and their nation that they're trying to build for themselves as always i want to thank you for hanging out with us this long and of course we will see you guys on the next one the Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sound, audio, video, and or any proprietary materials used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to Critical Hits to use such names, logos, artwork, photographs, sound, audio, video, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Critical Hits in any official capacity whatsoever.